When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Personal foul. foul. Roughing the passer. Number 97. Defense. 15 yard penalty. Kansas City turning up the volume. Nice. This guy's the best. And the effect it had on the game. I'm blocking the back. Timeout. Let's go. Always something. The NBA has a two-minute report. Last night, the NFL may have a 60-minute report. The roughing the passer call. Uh, there was holding on a missed field goal. The holding on Max Crosby that was not called. The holding on Chris Jones that was late. Not called. Uh, did Casey fans boo so loudly they got calls for the rest of the game? That, that's one question, legitimately. And the second is the gameplay. Vegas blowing the lead, but the game-tying-ish touchdown with four minutes left. Josh McDaniel's decision to go for two, it failed. Final score, KC 30, Raiders 29. Sarah Spain, around the horn to you. What decided this game? Well, a lot of people are going to say it's that last call, and I'm okay with it. The analytics actually say it's a slightly better percentage of winning to go for it there. It was a good play call. It just didn't go, and we're always going to play the result there. I look at the rest of the game. You blew a 17-point lead. You got the ball back anyway, and on that play, your two receivers collided like a cartoon, and you let Travis Kelsey score four times. You know it's going to him. He's wide open. So, I mean, we could go back and forth on the analytics. I know people love to argue about that stuff. There's a lot of other reasons the Raiders Mona lost. Shelburne, you're shaking your head here. Look, good teams find a way to win games like that, and bad teams find a way to lose games like that. The Raiders are 1-4, and four, and almost all of their losses have been like that this year. I was watching this game, and my cousin Jesse texted me at halftime. He's a big Raider fan, and he goes, does anyone have a bad feeling about this? And I'm, Yes, because the Raiders have now lost two games this season in five weeks where they had a 17-point lead. They also lost to Arizona even later than this one. I mean, they just can't hold the lead, and it's, it's a function of the way that this team has been built where they're still seeming to learn this offense. They don't seem comfortable out there. Sarah pointed this out. Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams literally ran into each other. I was screaming that there was a pass interference play. No, they interfered with each other. So we can talk about that two-point conversion and whether they should have gone for it or not. I don't think they should have gone for it. There was four minutes left, way too late, way too, or too much time to go for it there. But bad teams find a way to lose those games. Yeah, I won't really focus on the two-point conversion, but the Raiders had a 150-yard rusher. They had a 100-yard receiver. They had no turnovers in less than two punts, and they still lost. So this type of loss stays with you, but I want to focus on another moment from that game. It was Patrick Mahomes on the sideline basically saying, I'm here. I'm here. He's basically telling the, the entire AFC West, he's telling the entire AFC, and he's definitely telling the Raiders, guess what? I live here. You pay rent here. I am consistently here. Whoever plays me, that's that's just the rotating circus. I live here. This is what I do. I'm 23 and 3 
uh, since I uh, since I took over as starter in this division, that's the best since the merger. And look, I don't know what was on Patrick Mahomes' playlist when he was growing up, but I think it was a lot of the late great Pimp C when he was telling people, look, you're going to have to come smell my cologne, Jack, because guess what? I do not play and I do not lose on the biggest stages, at least not all the time. Smells like winning. <laughs> Bring in the stats, too. So the stat you had, that Vegas had a 150-yard rusher, a 100-yard receiver, no – no penalties, or excuse me, no turnovers, and fewer than two punts. How many times in NFL history has that team lost? Zero. Zero. Yes, you forgot to, to tell us Zero. that, Justin. <laughs> Zero. I was making a joke, man. I was making Harry a joke. Harry Lyle. Look, to me, this comes down to something that Ramona had pointed out. There's unease with Raiders and their fans because, yes, you were up 17-0. You're still playing the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, and that's also the reason why you do go for two in that okay. situation. Okay, so you, you stand by that call. Left to go. Because you do not feel better about going for it or winning the game at any other point than you do right there. You don't know if you're going to get that opportunity later in regulation, and you don't really know if you're going to get it in overtime. So to me, you're one in three. You've had a tough season. You take that opportunity against one of the best teams in the NFL. All right, all right. That's, I think, what McDaniel's thinking was. Ramona, I know you're reviewing this from the Raiders' perspective. You're watching at home. You're hearing the volume coming from the fans in Kansas City. Are you thinking the calls are now going completely the opposite way, that referees are – are making calls based on how much they're hearing from the fans? Yes, except for as Raiders fans, like, you're used to that. Like, they kind of get penalized for being the Raiders a lot because they're one of the most penalized teams ever. But, look, the Kansas City fans were right. That was a, a bad call on the on the, on the the roughing the passer mm-hmm. call. And there were some questionable calls afterwards. But that's not why the Raiders lost. Sarah, you're shaking your head, lost though. lost this game because they were up uh, by 17. No, I, can't made it, and I mean, they did, yeah, they didn't lose because of the calls. It did feel like there were a lot more calls against the Raiders because the, the refs wanted to get out there alive. But I love Ramona. They get called because they're the Raiders or because they're terrible undisciplined and they keep going through a coaching carousel and yada yada there's other all right let's dive deeper now into the roughing the passer call second day this week it is one of the lead stories coming from the games and i want you to hear chris jones after there's no need for explanation okay so when i'm gonna go up to him and say how should i tackle how should I not roll on him? I'm trying my best. I'm 340, 25 pounds, okay? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Later on, Jones would say it should be up to a booth review. Associated Press reports the league will look into the changes, but not this season. Person also said the league has not given officials directive to emphasize following Tua. Man, Meanwhile, Troy Aikman. The competition committee looks at this in the next set of meetings and you know, we take the dresses off. Aikman on the telecast last night. And that, while egregiously um, there, is it's the perception and how football players and commentators and fans talk about this. The dresses line, again, egregiously self-explanatory, also goes back four decades to Steelers linebacker Jack Lambert, who coined that phrase in 1978 about quarterbacks. Are we going back to 1978, Harry Lyles? Can the NFL get this right between the nature of the game, the perception of the game, and the razor's edge of safety. Well, I would hope we don't go back to 1978, but as far as this call goes, there's too much at stake for this not to be a reviewable play. I understand we're already reviewing a bunch of plays, but to me, this is one that you have to allow 
into that circle. One, because we're, are, we are protecting the quarterbacks, right? They're the faces of their teams. They're the most important players on most of these teams as well. So you have to protect those guys. At the same time, we're talking about a penalty that could change the complexion of a game. And so when you have something like that, I think it is worth time to take a review for and to try to get that call right, especially for something that is difficult for the referee to call to Chris Jones's point. He's a 340-pound man out there. He's one of the fastest people on the planet. There's 22 of those guys, right? So to call these things right in real time is difficult. I think that this is something that they should try to fix sooner rather than later, even if it's just an attempt. So this season then, because the reporting is that's not going to be the case. And a booth review would be a similar move to what they did with pass interference a few years ago. And I think everyone agreed on this panel that wasn't working. Justin Tinsley? Uh, Yeah, first and foremost, with Detroit statement, you got to take statements like that out of the game for obvious reasons. I'm not saying he needs to, you know, suffer like disciplinary action but we have to get that type of language out of this game because we understand just how much important women are to this game both in coverage and honestly in coaching so yes that that was a foul statement that just doesn't need to be uttered again but in terms of this yes you mentioned pass interference Tony but I look at targeting in in college Mm -hmm. I think that's actually worked out great so yes you make it a reviewable play you take the onus really off the refs and you don't have to review every single call but look you don't want this to come back and haunt you in a big game in a big game, similar to what we saw with the Saints and the Rams a couple of years ago with pass interference. So you make this a reviewable call, and while you're at it, look at other calls so you don't have to react every time something like this happens. Ramona, is a review the answer here, or is football trying to thread a needle here that they can't? I think review is the answer. I mean, how many times did we need to look at that when you just played it for us to all say, oh, that was a bad call? <laughs> One? <laughs> like one review, I mean, I could see it once and say, you know, it was actually one of the best defensive plays I've seen all year. He strips the ball. He, he actually takes his hands and tries to brace himself so that he doesn't pile drive him into the ground and then gets up and grabs the fumble. Like that was an amazing play. I can see that once and realize it was a bad call. You can make it reviewable. And I think this, this changes things. Um, and, and it did change the, the tenor of that half. But Kansas City went down and they had a 59-yard field goal after that. So what a fire into that. Sour Spain. Yeah, I think as much as the review seems like it'd be the solution, the answer from the official after the game, and whether this was protecting his decision or not, was that they are told within the rule book to err on the side of calling roughing the passer if there's any doubt. And I don't know if you can definitively say that Chris Jones put his arm down in a way that was to protect his weight from landing on the quarterback. There is such a thin line here between understanding football and the way we've always watched it and then also understanding that it was not long ago we were all – very rightfully so worried about Tua Tungvaloa's health and others. So it, it actually relates to what Troy Aikman said, too, because I think the, there's a pervasive idea of softness in the way we're regulating the game now. And to conflate softness with the health and safety of the players is to have an antiquated view of how we have to regulate the game in 2022. We might just be disappointed by some of these calls. We might go back and look at a replay and say we don't like the way that was called. But if it's to err on the side of the safety of players... I feel like it's mm. necessary, and that's why we can't call things like this soft, and we certainly can't equate weakness with women. Mm-hmm. But that's the cultural issue with the NFL. I'm talking about the, the nature of the game being so physical and the want to go back to 1978. If you saw the greatest hits video that the NFL put out in the 1970s or 80s, none of those hits would be allowed. Players would be ejected for the physicality. So nobody really under, wants to go back to that. But at the same time, it's a needle that I don't know 
that could be threaded. Yeah. We'll move on. One last thing after this game. Devontae Adams on his way to the tunnel, shoving a credentialed person carrying a tripod. Report is the NFL is reviewing. Person reportedly went to the hospital and has filed a police report. Ramona, does Devontae Adams deserve discipline here? You know, I think there's going to be some discipline, whether it's a fine or whether this, the, the photographer presses charges. Um, he's obviously filed a police report, but you just can't do that. I know you're frustrated. You just can't do it. So I don't know what the discipline is, but something's Pinsley? coming. I would support a fine over a suspension, but I get it. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a big fine, though. Miles? Yeah, I think it's a fine. I think it was a bad moment. He apologized quickly. It doesn't appear that the injuries are bad. Mm -hmm. So given that, I think a fine is appropriate. Yeah, I feel for him as a notoriously bad loser. We can all put ourselves in that position in that moment. But unfortunately, you can't set any precedence that people within the realm of the game and the sidelines are potentially at risk for violence like that unprovoked. And I think it has to be a suspension. That's a horn. Here's our break. Buy or sell next. MLL, MLB playoffs preview extravaganza. NHL regular season preview extravaganza next. So many previews. Ooh. Around the Horn is presented by the refreshing taste of Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Chase. MLB Division Series begin today. Here it is, our preview extravaganza. Which wildcard team is most likely to pull off an upset this time around? The Phillies got off to a great start. Mariners, Guardians, or the Padres? Ramona Shelburne, around the one of you. You know, I like the Phillies. I just like their I like their pitching. Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, they, they, they are just the type of pitchers that can win in the postseason. Plus, I'm not so sure that when you have been sitting around for a little while playing a team that just won a series, it's not a disadvantage, even though all due respect to your Braves, Harry. All right, Sarah Spain, how about you? Uh, I still think it's an advantage with the way the number one pitchers get to go in game one after rest. But 
I think it's the Guardians and the Yankees, and I am not unaware of the batting average of the Guardians during their wild card series, and I am certainly concerned about their hitting. But the Yankees, all the hubbub around Aaron Judge, their bullpen is a disaster right now with Chapman out and the injuries that have taken out other guys. I think you get deep enough into that Yankees pitching uh, bullpen, and you're you're you got a real good. Aaron Lyles Jr. I'm also buying the Guardians. This is my type of team on paper because they're playing better baseball right now than the Yankees. The Yankees already used up all their good baseball in the first few months of the season. To me, I think that the Guardians will be able to get this done again because you you did go 5-1 and one and scored 38 to 14 runs against them during the regular season. However, the Guardians are 10 games better than them since August. I'm going Guardians. And Tinsley. I hope we didn't just jinx the Guardians because I like them. Three for the Guardians. How about yeah, that? Wow. There we They've go. been That's the better team wow. the last couple of weeks of the season. And I believe Sarah mentioned if they can get to that bullpen, and we know how important a great bullpen is in the postseason, and, and their bullpen is top five, whereas the Yankees is something some totally different. Now, if those Cleveland bats can give that Cleveland pitching anything, we might have a long series here. The Guardians of the Guardians. How about that? Ooh. Three with Cleveland. <laughs> nobody on this show and nobody, even in last week's show, wants to pick the Mariners. Even panelists who, oh, who are from it. Seattle. My heart does. Nobody. The heart, <laughs> heart does. does. Okay. All right. And, and Ramona, uh, Dodgers cruising over the pods. Cruising. You've got no concerns. You know what? The Dodgers have done really well against the Padres during the regular season. And I, I, I think they're set up really – they're set up very well for that – this series. So. Fire Cell 2, NHL regular season beginning continentally tonight. Predators already 2-0 because they beat the Sharks twice in Prague. So Nashville way out in front. Did you guys see the Avalanche getting their rings? By the way, this was awesome. What's in the box? A video screen's in the box. <laughs> Whoa. That's pretty sweet. Sarah, who's nice. the favorite going into this year? Well, it's Emily Kaplan because she probably got to go to Prague and she spent her whole summer traveling around Europe covering <laughs> hockey. Nice job if you can get it. I think it's the Avs. They have a new number one goaltender, so we'll see how that goes. They have to replace the production of Kadri, but I think they're bringing back enough people to believe uh, that they should be the favorite coming back. Parallels? I'm going Avs, too. They're still in win-now mode. And defensively, they might be one of the better teams in the league. We all know defense wins championships. I'm going with them for the repeat. All right. And you, Justin Tinsley? I'm going Tampa Bay. They were this close from, you know, winning last year, and, and they still have the, the, their core of their stars there this year. And I don't think complacency is going to set in for them. I think they realize if we can get another championship this year, that D word might start floating around more. On the shelf. I'm also going to say Tampa Bay. They're third oldest team in the NHL, and some people say that, okay, maybe they're past their prime, but that, I say last dance. Mm-hmm. Last dance. All right. Shelburne. And Lyles Jr. in showdown. Sarah Stanley, Justin Tinsley. First exit, front row seats. For Shelburne, Lyles next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Around the Horn is presented by the refreshing taste of Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Ramona Shelburne, Harry Lyles Jr., good luck in showdown. You guys have been good today, so we'll go four wide in showdown. Showdown one, Ron Rivera talking about his quarterback. Why do you think the teams in the division are farther ahead at this point? Quarterback. The truth is that this is a quarterback-driven league. Rivera has since said he has talked to Wentz and the team. He said mea culpa, said he had a bad day. Wentz says nothing to be concerned about. Ramona, do you believe Rivera the first time or do you believe him the second time? I believe him both times. I think he he actually said the truth is. <laughs> what else do you want? He was being very honest and maybe he shouldn't have been so honest, but I'd rather know what somebody really thinks. Harry Lyles? Yeah, believe him the first time. He meant what he said. Like, we're only talking about this because he was too honest and it's so noteworthy because of how bad Carson Wentz was last year. Like, you know, at some point you got to soften the blows when you're being honest. Mm. Don't need to soften anything here. Split the point, move on. Showdown two. <laughs> WTF are we doing? Again, that could be the slogan of this show or life, but it's what Keenan Allen posted when the Chargers were going for it on fourth down and not getting it and giving Cleveland a chance to beat them at triple zero, though Cleveland missed the kick. But Chargers coach Brandon Staley says they've talked about it afterwards and they have grown closer together. This would be the first example of Twitter having people grow closer together. Do you believe it, Harry? Uh, you know, the tweets that usually that bring me and my friends closer together are memes and like sports highlights, not me roasting them in front of the world and questioning their decision making, no. And Ravona? Look, he gets to have, Brandon Staley gets to have his say in the film room, and I guess Keenan Allen, when you're that good, you can say what you want on Twitter. Mm, mm, mm. Point, Harry Lyles Jr. Showdown three, Nets welcome to the season fan appearance. Kyrie Irving was the one player not wearing a jersey. Ben Simmons airballed his shot. Another player missed a bunny in the background. Durant kind of dribbles off his foot next. (laughs) <laughs> Brooklyn Nets Day, a success or failure, Ramona Shelbert? If the object was to give us content to say Nets being Nets, I mean, like, this was unbelievable. I mean, they're trying to change the culture. It looks like they're having fun. I'll give them mm-hmm. that. They had fun. Harry Lyles Jr.? Look, Kyrie Irving was there. We know Ben Simmons has trouble with his jumper, and Kevin Durant didn't ask for a trade or anything like that. To me, that's a win <laughs> because we didn't see anything that we didn't already expect. Uh, okay. All right. All right. That's my home court, by the way. <laughs> There's a crosswind. I've had a lot of trouble shooting there as well. Uh, split the point. Yeah. Showdown four. Here it Depth is. Perception. In and center from Texas A&M, number six, DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> Look at DeAndre Jordan's face here. <laughs> Being called the wrong name on your debut with your new team. I think it's the same question I asked about Rod Rivera earlier. You buy the PA announcer what he said first, or do you buy him taking it back second, Harry? 
Tony, I'm buying that that's wishful thinking. I'm big on speaking things into the universe. Clearly, he wants DeAndre Ayton on that basketball team. Ramona Shelford? Look, I'm glad he, he he caught himself because I don't know what would have been worse if he didn't catch himself. In real, but he sold it. Props to him for selling it, both the both the wrong way and the right way. It's preseason. Some are still in preseason form. It's all right. Yeah. Work out all those kinks. Go ahead, Harry Lyles. Based on yours. So you hear about name, image, and likeness a lot in college football. Somebody that's putting it to good use is Pitt defensive lineman Deslin Alexander. He's from Cat Patient Haiti. He is partnering with the Pittsburgh Kids Foundation for his fifth down campaign to raise money for better opportunities for kids in his hometown of Haiti. You can go to pittsburghkidsfoundation.org slash fifth down to help him raise money. I think his goal is $50,000 for that. They're around $8,500 now. Highly recommend it. It's a great, great opportunity for a great young man and that will provide opportunities for great young people in Haiti. Thank you for that, Harry Lyles Jr. Time well spent. Yesterday on Jeopardy! Around the Horn. Did you see this? What if the clue was the scoring and around the horn? What would your answer be? <laughs> what are five? No one Way knows. Way off today. Well, you got to answer in the form of a question. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. <laughs> 